medical study on the effects of marijuana use confirms that everyone knows you're high and that you'll most likely never stop feeling like this. Your parents know you're high. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Everyone Knows You're High, starring the Grow Guru and myself, Eric. This week, our special guest is May from Malie Cannabis Clinic. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. We're stoked to have you. Very, very stoked to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. So first things first, when was the first time you got high? Or tell us about the first time you got high. I wish that it was like super cool, epic, dreamy type moment. (laughs) But um, it was uh, junior high, like after school, me and my girlfriend, uh, her name was Crystal. And I think she might have been named after Crystal, you know. Oh, oh, the Crystal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Shout out to Crystal <laughs> for sparking the revolution. For sparking the revolution. Yeah. So, you know, like 90s, like little, you know, like little skate crew. Nice. You know, and her, um, she got a joint from her mom. She like totally like stole it. Probably mm-hmm. like a roach. Probably totally like. You know, had seeds like from an ashtray. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Totally from from an ashtray. So we try it. We're with like our um, our other friends and they totally like freaked out and turned it into like an after school special. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so so we take a couple hits off Uh this like, you know, I imagine like totally not amazing weed and then instantly our friends are like oh my god you just did heroin you know <laughs> somebody watch her yeah totally. she can't make decisions on her own exactly <laughs> and so we ended up just getting like super kind of freaked out and like <sighs> and then um you know spun out and and i was like oh i don't know if this is like necessarily for me which is actually probably good because i was 14 right right right, right. <laughs> we, we don't condone underage smoking what is that like ninth grade yeah. yeah yes yeah you know but then as i as i got older and you know just started getting into like you know kind of like hip-hop reggae type scenes you know and i mean this is the 90s so most of it was all like and and i grew up in missouri in the midwest right Mm. so it was all like total ditch weed but i remember the first time i got good weed (laughs) oh do tell (laughs) 
<laughs> was this uh, in Missouri or is this somewhere? Is this in Missouri? How'd um, you find that? I know, right? So it was the year two thousand. It was, <laughs> yeah, right? Probably the new millennium. <laughs> Things were changing. It was like nineteen ninety, probably five ish. Okay. Okay, and I still remember it was called Johnny Utah. That was like the little regional name for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna guess where, where was he from in the movie? I know, right? Was well, took place in California, right? He, but was he from Hawaii? No, wasn't I? Don't know. I figured like he was a Midwest dude who like moved out to California, didn't to infiltrate the bank robbers. Wait, wait, right, wait. right. This is um, I can't think of the Point name Break? of the movie. Yes, Point Break. Point Break. Right, right, right. Yeah. And wasn't he like undercover? Yes. Patrick John. Swayze. No. Was Keanu? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. That's right. Keanu, Keanu Reeves was Keanu. the undercover, right? right. Yeah. Patrick Swayze was the bank robber. Yeah. That's right. that's right and they were surfing bank robbers yes with- more waves just let, you gotta let me do it yes <laughs> he's done after that he quits the force yes and just like mysteriously yeah. lets his 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 partner go off into the biggest wave and he ever eats it. like he yeah. knew that that was a suicide mission it's like so fucking cheesy I know. it's a classic well you go you grow close to the criminals you're trying to infiltrate right so you got to give him that one last wave yeah. he right? knows how much it Bro. means to totally. him totally but- it's like a spiritual experience. The swell doesn't come too often, bro. All right, I'm but anyway, certain. Johnny Utah in Johnny Missouri. Utah, <laughs> Missouri, and totally spiritual experience where I was like, oh, okay, this, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm into it. And, and yeah, that was what, like, probably 27 years, maybe Hell longer. Yeah. Right. And since then, has it been just a constant love affair with it or? Yeah, total <laughs> love affair. But, you know, always with like little breaks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, just like having kids or mainly when I'm in school, because there's nothing like more annoying for me to like learn a bunch of stuff, smoke weed and then forget it. <sighs> I have a hard time learning anyway. So. I hate picking up my phone I'm like, what the fuck is I going to do? Yeah. Oh, man. Damn it. Yeah, but, um, and, I, and I didn't really be, you know, like, young 20s was definitely more, um, I converted to Rastafarianism. Mm. And that's when it was like, which was actually so good to be young and to be like that. Because, you know, just like clean living yeah. and yeah. You know, no no processing of any exactly. kind. Exactly. Yep. And and like, you know, good cannabis. I actually came out to Maui around that time when I was like and that was my first experience with like Hawaii and the cannabis here. Mm-hmm. And and you know, nineties, early nineties, like Green Harvest was still aggressive, but there was still you know, still some. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It wasn't that hard to find weed back in those days, no, too. No, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I never had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good job. Right? Drug agencies. Pour yeah. all our money into them. Tax dollars <laughs> well spent, my friend. Can you pass that letter, please? Those are the jobs they're worried about losing when drugs become legal. Those jobs that can't even do the job they're being paid to do right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They should go. And not only that, think about all the people who did get busted during that time period. That's like, nowadays they look back like, what the fuck? I just wasted all that time and money and for what? It's illegal now. Like, yeah, I could have made a business out of it. Legit business. Instead, I just I did some time, you know, like 
Yeah. Even doing time, like imagine how much jobs he lost out on because he no. had a record for cannabis. Like, fuck. So yeah. Sad. No, and it's so um, just unjust, and you know yeah. the. Uh, so, I'm doing this presentation with Akim. So it's this uh, uh, group that I'm that I'm a part of. So what is Akim? So it is. I'm glad you asked. Is an acronym? It is. <laughs> so uh, it is um, for cannabis health and equity in medicine. And so we are a global organization. Um, and really our focus is for um, health and, and equity with cannabis. Mm. So not um, only as cannabis as medicine, but for hemp, because we also believe that it can help with a lot of environmental and social justice type issues. Um, And so uh, we're doing basically uh, a history of your culture and cannabis. So I'm doing Polynesia and um, Hawaii actually has (laughs) the the longest history um, of of cannabis in uh, you know, Oceana, you know, amongst Pacifica people, Polynesians, um, which is super cool, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. What, so, was the, what was the first date? So there's, there's a lot of, like, you know, because controversy about, like, when it was first brought here. Was it, you know, brought by uh, Captain Cook? Was mm-hmm. it brought by whalers? Was it brought by cowboys um but the thought is probably whalers um because when you look at like whalers um and how they kind of changed some of the the habits of of hawaii at that time gotcha because they weren't like super into the food like poi and fish and so they uh you know Hawaiians and the the locals here started growing more agriculture to sell to them to them Mm. so and um you know a lot of them were from New England and cannabis was super popular used as medicine there but the first actual (laughs) written documented cannabis in Hawaii was in 1842 and it was in Kanona Nona which was a a Hawaiian language newspaper unreal right unreal was there a a Hawaiian word for it or Um, like a phonetic yeah so that's like also um you know so they say pakololo say that yeah yeah um, and that is the word, but you know, more as numbing tobacco mm. in that sense, like for that style of, instead of crazy smoke, it was more like numbing tobacco, mm. which makes sense right? when right. you think of what it does. Right. 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 That whole, uh, it making you go crazy kind of stigma kind of just branched off to a different, you know, avenue. But yeah. that's not what they're intended to, to name it, you know? No. Well, that was all, like, propaganda. Yeah. You know I mean, they probably were, like, fucking um, Reefer Madness was working, so they're, like, let's try to change this to, like, crazy, wacky tobacco. You know no, I mean? absolutely. I'm sure that that's when all of that happened. Shift That language shifted. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we know that cannabis was legal in the kingdom of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
it was legal all all throughout um the, uh, what is it is the plebiscite it was like right before hawaii became a territory it's like this weird transition but um legal through throughout then up until 1937 huh and it was you know how they say one person can change the world yeah it's true. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> but this is one person, Harry Ainslinger, changed the world for the fucking worst. Oh, yeah? I don't like to cuss, but... I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> okay. We have a what, what was his name again? Harry Anslinger. So fuck you, Harry. I know this story. Fuck you, Harry. <laughs> fucking asshole. We've talked about Kiss this. My ass. Like, I know this story, too, and it's a <laughs> fucked up story just because of one man's greed and how he did change like the world basically yeah no he you know so you know like for the for the worst for the worst yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 100 percent okay. for the worst um i'm digging this history lesson by the way this is awesome yeah so we don't do that to you because i told you this story before <laughs> did it did you really yeah. <laughs> okay right but for people who didn't watch that episode let's tell it again go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. You from okay. your perspective yeah, yeah you okay, tell it you so, tell it just because I, I, I'm a weed professor. That's one of my other side jobs, and I Don't. taught this in my class, so I'll give it a Do you have letters lead. after your name? I do. What are they? they? I have... I know. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, it is FNPBC, so that's Family Nurse Practitioner Board Certified, so I have a Master's of Science in Nursing. I love it. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. You. My mother's a nurse. <laughs> and um, but Harry Asslicker. Harry. Okay. So Harry <laughs> and Slinger. He's the worst. Okay. So let's just start. So he originally worked in alcohol prohibition. That was his entire jam. He excelled at it. He did great. But then they legalized alcohol. Thank God, because people were dying from it, from illegal alcohol. Right. Right. Um, right. And it was just causing so much more violence. Um, so his unit is essentially cut. He has like no job. Okay. Right? Um, and at the time his wife worked for what, like her dad was in charge of what would later become like the IRS. So he's like, <laughs> I want to do something that is, you know, uh, against drugs. And then how, cause you know, the war on drugs started as a very racist um and it was really like started what what intensified it was um his hatred of cannabis and his hatred of jazz musicians and he took out his anger on uh billy holiday so if, i don't know if you've seen that movie but <clears throat> he was so aggressive so anyways he is the one who started the entire, you know, uh, propaganda, fear, the, what is the movie? Reefer Madness <laughs> that okay. came out. And so when that came out in the United States, it also was here, right? Um, and so that happened. And then right after that, you know, with uh, Vietnam is really after Vietnam and during that time, it's considered one of the the golden ages of Hawaii cannabis from mm -hmm. like, you know, late 60s, early 70s, you know, up into the late because that's when, you know, so many amazing, you know, strains 
happened here. Um, And then as we move into the 1980s, that's when we see grain harvest. So Hawaii actually had one of the most aggressive um, cannabis eradication programs, I would say in the United States, if not the world, um, because it was multi, it was like DEA, DHNL, DLNR, sorry, DEA, um, Department of Land and Natural Resources, HPD, FBI, and um, the National Guard. Huh. So, wow, that's some heavy artillery. Multi-agency. It was multi-agency. And so, <laughs> um, you know, what they were doing, so Green Harvest was was and is gnarly, but Operation Wipeout was... What is that? Do I tell. know. What it sounds so like. Oper- oh. It's what it sounds Ooh. like. So, and I think 1989-ish, um, whoever our AG was writes this report, like Hawaii is a high crime cannabis because of all these growers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we get this designation of a high density drug trafficking ah. area. So because of that, we get this influx of federal money, right? So... What they did was they took uh, helicopters and they retrofitted them. So, you know, instead of the like right. pew, pew, pew guns, um, they used glyphosate. And so they would go. Whoa. Yeah, so it's so gnarly. Oh, spray? What is that? What is glyphosate? Roundup. It's oh, a really, really fucking Monsanto. To give you cancer because you're growing weed. That's so No, up. straight up. Yeah. And so for like... And they were doing like mapping of it, Hmm. like mapping out the um, motherfuckers. Right. They would map it out. And for like certain ones, they couldn't like say there, you know, they couldn't get to it. Um, They they just would glyphosate it. Ain't that some shit, man? man like, it's so yeah, so you would like, out. and like, you think about it on the, on the farmers, uh, you know, farmers' perspective. They're like, "Fuck, my crops dying. They're gonna chop. They're gonna dry, and they're gonna try and sell whatever they can." Yeah, I mean, he's growing it for profit reasons. He's not gonna smoke, uh, you know, a quarter of an acre of of weed. Now there's glyphosate on it, and now he's drying it. Now he's giving it out to all these people because he needs to make some sort of money for all his yeah. labor, right? I mean, let's get his. He's not gonna trash everything, right? So now all these people are smoking these fucking Roundup joints. Yeah, around. and that was. But doesn't it kill it? Or? No, it no. would have. Cu- yeah, I mean. <laughs> but the plant, then. So the plant. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, let's say you're flowering, right? And you're like week six. And you got some colas on there. And you're like, dude, I went through fucking a month and a half of, you know, watching this crop. And now there's fucking Roundup on it. And it's dying. You can see it. You know, it's, it's not dead. They're going to. Pull that shit out, try and dry it, and try and sell, sell, sell it. Sell, sell, sell. Right. Damn. They're going to try and do I mean, just, just be real. You know what I mean? Not everybody has the right. moral compass to go yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. there's some poison in here. Let me throw it away. Some people are going to fucking still sell it. So so what happened to um, Green Harvest? Are they still around? So, yes. So um, Operation Wipeout that year that they, so they were like 87 to 90. In 87, they, um, they, they uh, harvested, cut down, confiscated 19 million pounds of cannabis in the state of Hawaii. <laughs> Jeez. And that's when 90% of our outdoor crop was killed. Crazy, right? 
And at this point, it was already legal in California, like medically or maybe right then is when it started happening. Yeah, because I, I would have to like look at my notes, but it was right around yeah, the same time, that same time. So um, because it was like so aggressive, whatever, and we probably, to be honest, like you know, did a good job and the federal funding, mm -hmm. you know, dried up. But, um, of course, man. I know. That's probably what happened is to does. be realistic is the feds. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? Right. Use that budget, you'll get more next year. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. So, so Green Harvest is still around. Um, they're still harassing patients um, on the regular. Yeah. They, I think it definitely picked up COVID-ish oh. with that. That's when I noticed it just from the community. I don't know if you have any, like Not around that time, I oh, felt like. Okay, try, try, I'm super stoned. Try to repeat that again. <laughs> for, uh, for Green Harvest flying in. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. 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 Picked up a little bit. It, it picked up steam. And um, it wasn't like I noticed that the Department of Health would be there during uh compliance checks yeah but then after a certain time only hpd showed up and no department of health so i'm like whoa wait, wait a minute as a medical patient i'm like is my medical information now accessible to the hpd well that's kind of fucked and up are you know? these police officers even qualified to be checking your shit isn't that why the department of health is there that's From what i'm that trying to say the department of health is supposed to be the regulating uh entity on your farm to be like hey this is what you guys are looking for are the cops health inspectors now <laughs> right right so you know as a farmer i was like man i didn't get compliance checked but my neighbor did and so i was like dude hide your shit a little bit better but anywho uh <laughs> he fucking he's like sweating bullets i'm like dude you know fucking it's okay your farm will be okay you're tagged right yep don't worry about it yeah. But if you leave a little fucking opening in your gate that they can fit through, they'll fit through and they'll go to places where you don't want them. So it's kind of good from all the people that had compliance checks. What I noticed worked for, for them is if you escort them to the spot that you want them to compliance check. Be like, I'm growing in my backyard. I Two officers, can you guys out lock the door behind you and take them to because... The last thing you want is people just going about with you not even knowing. You know, it's such a mm -hmm. it's a nerve wracking fucking process Fuck, that if imagine. you can't even call it a fucking compliance check. Like it feels like a pat down and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, I didn't get compliance check. Thank God. But just feeling the vibe of my neighbors getting compliance checked, it felt like a shakedown almost. Mm -hmm. Like I'm getting the vibes right now. You're giving me like you're getting yeah, scared for you know? sure. I mean, it's traumatizing, small, you know? It is. Like a small crop right now. Like Even with like the laws being like decriminalized and having like a, a crop and not mm -hmm. having the proper credentials. How to, big is a crop? That's like I a kind of... I don't know. I mean, crop. They can kind of decipher whether it's a crop on a collective basis or a crop on a personal basis. You know what I mean? Like the scale and the way it's organized to be self-sufficient um, kind of indicates it's a, it's a collective so when they do flyovers, they kind of like do isolate those guys. Oh, like, oh, that looks yeah. like it's a collective and they'll swoop yeah. in and do their shit. But regardless, it's still a person that's coordinating everything. There might be a grower there that has nothing to do with the crop. 
and yet is cr- caught on this crossfire of compliance check. You know, it's, yeah. it's a sweaty situation, man. It's pretty sweaty. Why don't they use drones? It seems like such a waste of money to use a helicopter. These assholes. Even that is like kind of just yeah. abuse of the funds. It well, it's a flex, like. right? Yeah. And they have funds that they got to use. So. Yeah, but drones are pretty intimidating, too. You yeah. know I mean, that's kind of like, oh, fuck. What the shit? Yeah. But, I mean, it's <clears> like we – I hope that we are – to a point one day to where it's it's not even an issue. It should know? be free trade, in my it opinion. Should be. Yeah, free, like, free, hey, free. You got bananas. I got fucking weed. I want some bananas today. Here's some weed. Give me some bananas. Right. My whole thing is it's should so be simple. like it should be like a banana. Like that's how legal it Apples should be. Apples and bananas yeah. should have the same legal status as any other plant. Yeah. I mean, maybe not like opium, but even well, still, like plants are plants. You can't really like. I mean, yeah. it's a medicine, right? And Ugh. like, yeah. let's say it's a they deem it recreation i mean recreation is still defined as a medicine like it's still therapy right yeah, so being sure. being able to release and and that's why like i would say time and time again people like to go home and drink for that release right yeah this is an easy replacement for that and fucking every facet that you're looking for you know and in fact i think this would be more therapeutic for therapeutic for people um in that you know aspect but when you think about like how much scrutiny and we look at la'au as yeah. our practice um we're able to grow all kinds of shit you know that's la'au for us yeah. but and even cultural significance you know like ava we can grow ava yeah. it's, it's culturally culturally significant to us polynesians it doesn't handle the same scrutiny as cannabis ca- yeah. cannabis is somehow a fucking line where you can't you can't cross this line because of what you know, Harry Ann Slinger. The- <laughs> yes, yes. We're on a fucking roll tonight. You know what else? Fuck you, another, Slinger. Another reason that motherfucker went so hard against hemp, even awesome. too, is because he had a newspaper and he was using cotton and shit to like make it make the paper or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah. they've just recently found a way to like make paper out of hemp way quicker way easier and way cheaper than the way he's been doing it and he wanted that shit out but what why wouldn't you just adapt to that and since you have all this capital to deal with do it and do it better because you have more resources to do it better why wouldn't someone just do that instead of being like let me put my resources to fucking this guy and the world instead of being like huh that's a good idea. Like, Let me try and fucking do it on a more efficient scale. You like know? Get in on it instead of smashing it down. Like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. He's a dick. He's yeah, a totally. Dick. Fuck you. Yeah, no. Woo. For real. I felt good to say. Yeah, you looked in the camera when you did that. Too, I, so did. Right I did. I <laughs> did. How many different lenses do you have on that glasses over there? Uh, one, what I need to see and what I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the big daddy thing where you're like, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, Shut I'm it. Invisible now. You go to the club. We should have a camera on your ass right now. That'd be perfect. No, for real. Get too much cameras in here. You're so snazzy, <laughs> bruh. It looks great. With those glasses, if I didn't know you, I'd say your name is Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> what does Pierre say? I don't care. <laughs> you guys don't know that song? No. Pierre, the boy who didn't care? Oh, my oh God. God. No. From Carol King? I think it's Carol King. Go look him up. Don't do that. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Don't do that. Careless whisper. Should I look up? No, I'm pretty sure. Pierre, the boy, he didn't care. He just didn't care about anything. And one day he got eaten by a lion and finally learned his lesson. 
Oh, wow. After he got oh, eaten by a lion? What kind of lesson yeah. is that? He was in the belly of the lion. Because the lion spit him out. He didn't, like, yeah. chew him. He just, like, one oh, go. Yeah. Okay, okay. So he's able to regurgitate him alive still. I mean, it's... What fiction. a merciful lion. Yeah. Some Brothers of Grimm stuff right there. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> that is, it's super it's dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's a song I'll to never it. call you song. Pierre again. <laughs> as long as I come like, back up, I'll tell you all about it. Every time my boys are like, I don't care. I don't care. He's like, you know about Pierre, right? You better care. Yeah. And one of your sons like, man, fuck Pierre. Oh. What, daddy? Trying to start a war with France. <laughs> <laughs> no more sparkling water for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, um, yeah, uh, do you think that cannabis for us Polynesians um, would be a way to, how should I say this? Um, utilize cannabis to bring our culture back yeah so i think it's interesting because you know cannabis isn't really like it's not you know into you know native Mm -hmm. or indigenous to anywhere in polynesia it was brought here but when it was brought here the polys are instantly like whoop whoop yeah yeah, I'm into this. They were like, fuck, <laughs> they were like, fuck Harry Anslinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, straight up. Fuck that guy. Like, um, so, you know, through, so, Hawaii first, mm-hmm. right? Um, for <laughs> sure, mid 1800s, totally documented. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then, so, the story is pretty similar. It was brought here. We all loved it. We're like, yeah, can we get some more of that? And then fucking Harry Anslinger and the war on drugs ruined it. Huh. Was but. It, was it like Hawaiians were like, <laughs> hey, guy on the couch, you got to try this shit and send stuff back to like Tahiti and like South Pacific yes. Islands. They're like, bro, you got to try some of this shit. Yeah. So, um, so you know, for Samoa, the, the, the origin. So a lot of this is like oral history right Mm -hmm. too because you know it was super illegal and it's still super illegal so american samoa has the harshest cannabis rules in the united states no way yeah to this day so they but they didn't have like a cannabis rule until 1965 Uh or 67 right around there and that rule they wrote then is still in place. Wow. <laughs> like they, What's this new information <laughs> bullshit? Yeah, they're like, so since then, it's the same. And it's $5,000 fine and um, two to 10 years in prison. And it's a felony. Wow. The majority of those cases end up with the guilty in prison or is it like they get the fine and are free or no they're like are guilty and in prison um and it's like if you read the samoa absorb observer you know our news story you know our newspaper Mm -hmm. like um i mean even like probably last month somebody you know was got sentenced to two years for having four joints but no cannabis is imported to Samoa. So you know what that says. <laughs> People right. are gr- yeah. growing a lot of it. Ah. And so, you know, it's like, um, so it, it exists, but it's like very much like kind of a 
a blind eye until it. Got you. Oh. Just turn their turn their cheek and be like, I didn't see that. The thing on the side. Ana, you wanna assist? Yeah, yeah. Unreal. That up. I I hope that like over time they can adapt and like use it to build their economy. You know, like for sure. I mean, countries like that, they, they need it. You know what I mean? Because we're yeah. stuck on the Pacific. There's a lot of shit. And I tell people, like, we had a tissue culture class, right? Yeah. And I told people, like, hey, don't even look at this as a cannabis class. Look yeah. at it as an overall wellness class because we live in the middle of the Pacific. And when the ships don't fucking come. Right. Guess what? We got to resort to this shit. And this is where our food's going to come from. Yeah. So think about this as something you can use universally not for cannabis but we all know the benefits of the tissue culture in cannabis absolutely what is what was that class the tissue culture i don't Um, know anything about that shit it sounds like you're taking a little a little tissue sample Mm -hmm. and you're cleaning it like what off of like a stem you like slice off a piece yeah the it's called the i believe the mary stem from what I believe, and it has the highest rate of hormones, growth hormones. Mm-hmm. So you're taking that and you're peeling back the, li- the layers to the most sterile with the lowest plant material. And then you're sterilizing that and putting it in a substrate, which is agar and sugars and hormones. Okay. And that's in sterile, uh, I, you call it, I guess, planting or like an inoculation, just like mushrooms. Okay. And then that should be able to archive that genetics of that plant. So that plant will not... Um, you'll have that, that genetic code or that plant as, a, as its own genetics, that phenotype and everything, but it's pretty much in like its uh, suspended state. Mm. It doesn't throw roots until you allow it to throw roots, and when it does, it grows to another plant. But, but the most beneficial thing is if that had a disease, you washed out the disease. Did you so know you the human, it. though? What? <laughs> I don't know. Of course you can. Oh, Give me your fingernails, you man. Let's try out. Oh, <laughs> you can ask that. Of course yeah, they can exactly. do that. But that's breakthrough because like the yeah. rapid ohia death, that could be used potentially. I don't know. Like I don't know how far they went into that, but that could potentially be something to save that. You know, a lot yeah. of endemic plants that get destroyed from, you know, um, foreign influences like you know. Pests She's talking like stuff. some Jurassic Park shit with plants. Like you're saving the DNA yes. in like some sort of suspended animation to reanimate later to regrow it yeah disease free han solo in a frozen carbonite you could do that with the odia shit why are they doing that i I don't know for the the rod but i'm a good theoretically you could i I imagine they're like somebody's working on it like and tissue culture has been around for a while apparently and the orchid industry was using tissue cultures for a while humans that's why gmo is not necessarily always bad. I was going to say, why don't they do that with all plants? But I guess plants don't really go extinct anymore, yeah? It's more like animals. Uh, they do. Plants? Yeah. Endemic plants here in Hawaii definitely do so go extinct. why didn't... I, is this like a new thing? I mean, I, I don't think it's been widely practiced uh, um, yeah, widely like it is like with the cannabis industry. People are more like open. It's such a valuable crop, right? Yeah, but... Especially the genetics and stuff. People... Okay, Native on everyday thinking, people tend to fuck. overlook what's not in front of their faces. So if you got an endemic plant dying on the fucking mountain, mm. the normal person that does the tissue culture is not really thinking in that direction, right? They're thinking more like, let's put out a valuable crop and, and preserve yeah. that genetics because that is more valuable than, say, something like that. But now, this day and age, we, we realize that fucking that's way more important than anything yeah. that, you know? Or equally right. as valuable. Yeah. Maybe not way more. Shout out to Dynasty <clears throat> for having uh, 
old school genetics and preserving yeah. it, man. Yeah, That's what's for up. Sure. Right. That should be happening everywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Breed for the medicine, not for the looks. Right. Fuck. Or for THC. Breeding for just high THC is so boring. Thank you so much. It May. takes out so much of like because t- <laughs> I love this. The cannabis plant is stingy, right? You can't have both. Right. You can't have high THC and high terpenes. It's right. just. I've had some 15 percenters that just fucking laid me out. Right. Where you're like, whoo. Like, holy shit, I need to go buy that. Where'd you get it from? Fuck, I don't know. Where's the receipt? I don't know. You know, like those right? dispensaries, you're like, oh, this weed doesn't look that good. But look at the numbers, 15%. Yeah. And then you clean the whole house, yeah, one day. Yeah, bro. Or like you pass out with Fritos on your tummy, yeah. like David Hasselhoff, you know, just That's fucking right. eating a burger off the floor. Like I got so high that day. I was like, what, 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 where did that come from? This 15% right here, man. Yeah. So don't believe all the numbers. Don't believe. Yeah. And like really, I don't know. I, I think so much of cannabis marketing is just so like incorrect, boring, and wrong. <laughs> that being said is, is it possible is this a thing where like say you, you harvest the plant and that being said shout out to Darius for hooking us up with his lovely pre-rolls <laughs> which um hey I, I appreciate the 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 gesture my friend but this is just a point we're not gonna made. say no we're <laughs> not gonna say no and we love you for it thank you so thank much thank you very much but I agree. This fucking packaging does not reflect on the flower itself. Like, this is all nothing. You know, the only thing that matters is the trichome on this flower. And all the numbers you can throw at it, you can roll it in fucking gold keef and all this other crystals, glitter, whatever. But the glass filter is pretty cool, though. It's the medicine, Brad. That's what I keep it for, dude. The glass filter. But you're. It's all about the medicine, and if the medicine doesn't have what it is, then you're fucking smoking a cigar. Well, here's my question from me. Um, say you harvest a plant, you get whatever amount off of it, and you grab a nug, you give it to the testing facility, and it comes back 15% or whatever percentage. Yeah. Is that for every nug that was on there? Not necessarily, Not necessarily, right. no, no. So maybe... It the numbers vary. you're reading is 15% off that, but whatever part of that plant that was in your specific bag could have been like the fucking But correct 25. me if I'm wrong. Some terpenes inhibit the absorption of cannabis, right? Or uh, cannabinoids, right? So what? It's working against us? <laughs> so, so CBD can inhibit THC. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and terpenes essentially enhance the cannabinoids okay okay and there's some terpenes that supercharge them okay so it, <laughs> it makes it more complex then right yes got you okay you heard it so heard it. entourage effect entourage. yes and it's it's more it's like more nuanced to say it's like indica and sativa is boring yes. like and it tells me nothing about like what it's gonna feel like and the gene pool has been flooded after all these years so yeah. you can't really say like this is 60 percent sativa like what is yeah. this it's say? kind of a shot in the dark right like you really can't go on like what you read as far as it's this much thc let's yeah. just say it's all hybrided this is just yeah. it says hybrid on it word and top you know, shelf top shelf oh cool that's cool <laughs> i want to check it out yeah, my long islands <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying you know where the 
the term uppercase for letters comes from? No. Back in the day when they had the printing press and had all the individual numbers or letters and shit, the top row was the like capitalized Uh, letters because you use them less. So they had the fucking lowercase on the bottom, hence uppercase letters. Interesting. Can I get the uppercase? Yep. Oh, here. Grab that from the uppercase. You get all the information and data right here. Perfect. Perfect. In nice um, aerial font. <laughs> in, in your position, how accurate would you say that is? Um, oh, for lab results? Just like, you know, how the marketing, they have that on yeah. top. Like. So, cannabis, I, I feel like. Uh, the way that it's marketed is very like her, like high THC and loud, you know. And, Pow, yeah, boom. boom, right? Like, like I mean, you know, this has uh, hundred this like moon rocks and 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 all sorts of everything. But this is really pretty. I'm not talking about your canagar. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was using it as an example where it's like. A wax drip tip, right? Yeah. It, it shows like it being connoisseur level where you want to preserve it in the wax, but it's fucking silicone, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Bootleg wax tip dip. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. Word. There's this is other purple. You're smoking in like a baggie or something that you just got. Right. Like, friend. Honestly, what would you buy? Like, you know. What's what I mean? the price? See, and that point. goes to that, right? <laughs> Can I smell it? it? That's what <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Right. Can I smell it? Like, that's. Cause like, I mean, can I open this package and actually inspect it before I buy it, or do no, I just have sealed. to go? No, no I know exactly. That's my point. It's like, sealed. There's a reason why it's sealed. And the variations between each one, they can't all be fucking up, the same. You know what I'm saying? We got not two. Courtesy like, of oh. Darius, not Love like you, having buddy. the knowledge of what's in that bag. There's versus so much key on this, but it's, it's a pre-roll, right? Yeah. Too. Wait, sorry, so. what, sorry, Anu was saying something. What? Oh no, I'm I'm going on like you're not knowing the the percentile of what's in that baggie versus what's inside that that glass roll like to me i've only seen like package pakololo within like the last 10 years and then seeing it with like percentages on it and knowing how low those percentages are versus like fuck i don't know what's in this but this nug looks killer you can smoke it right right but i mean like where the percentages higher like back in the day versus now where they're still labeling it no so like all of the like ogs like strains they were closer to like one-to-ones th cbd was intentionally bred out a lot in like late 80s early 90s but especially through the 2000s um is when we because if you are gonna risk getting in trouble, <laughs> you know, right, you right, know, yep, yep, yep. you are gonna select for. So you know, it just kind of slowly got bred out, and it wasn't really, you know, I I feel like until kind of you know twenty ten ish when Charlotte's Web and more specific CBD, CBD came out, stuff, yes. and then. Um, but you know when they've done kind of like the the research on the older strains like done testing on them that's closer to what they were yeah. um and and you know you it makes 
it makes sense because if yeah. you think about the the cannabis that would have been in the United States, a lot of it would have been for hemp, right? Right. 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 So it wouldn't, you know, and then they were crossbreeding it with, because the true sativa and indica, so sativa, when we look at it as um, an agricultural early science term, sativa was the, the hemp stock used for rope and indica was the drug. The medicine. The one that had THC. THC in it. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, you know, the, it, that's, that's what it really was. Huh. Interesting and history, man. There'll be some bombs right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. But that, that's, Everybody needs to be on this fucking, this level, you know, like they need to know this history. This is important shit right here, man. Just yeah. Like, yeah. So when you see the old like drug labels from like Eli Lilly, all of that, it was all like cannabis indica because people knew that that was like. Got you. And they were doing wild, cool cannabis formulations. Oh, yeah? Then, yeah, because you could just go, like, get it, like, Tylenol, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forever. And, you know, for, like, a really, you know, for at least solid 100 years in the United States. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Interesting how far and yet how much we backpedaled. And if you ever smoke, like, a strain in the 2000s, right? Yeah, the high is way more dynamic than you would get off a strain today. Yeah, uh, a lot of the strains that's bred straight THC strains, it's a real quick high and it's real single faceted. Yeah. Um, I remember smoking back in the days where it's like you get so fucking obliterated, and you're like, what had happened? And like, right. I didn't really. I mean, I got the sour diesel back. I just got the sour diesel. Do you still have that one? No, you killed it. Oh. I didn't kill it. It killed itself. Oh, I did. I'm sure it lost did. its will to survive. Yeah, yeah. It committed suicide. <laughs> I tried. <It> Fucking like- <laughs> guy. So, um, like, getting those old school strains back and, like, really yeah. smoking them again now in my 30s, I'm like, whoa. It wasn't a tolerancy thing when I was back in, you know, as a teenager. It's like these strains really were fucking awesome. Yeah. I was just about to ask how much of that is an age thing and a tolerance thing. I have a super high tolerance now, but no, I'm know like you do. smoking uh, yeah. something that gets me shit faced. Now it's like, hold on to it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and tolerance. So you know that's like really the biggest side effect with long-term cannabis use. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that we have kind of a misunderstanding of of tolerance too, because you know, I think. A lot of people think like, oh, I got to take like one big break a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to stop for a month. And, mm-hmm. But in reality, what so what happens with tolerance for THC is, okay, so you know melatonin, right? Everyone yes. for sleep, right? So you take melatonin every night for sleep. Your body stops making its own melatonin, right? right? Makes sense, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. So with... Um, your endocannabinoid system. So with the plant, so with the phytocannabinoids, THC, right? You um, keep using it, and then your body is like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to make endocannabinoids any, you know, as much because you're giving them to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that's where your THC receptors are. 
So it's like you have a lot less catchers, so you got to throw a lot more balls in order to get the same effect. And I've been throwing a lot of balls in my head, man. You're a ball hog. I'm a ball You're hog. You're a ball hog, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. And it's just like trying to find that one, <laughs> two receptor that you have left. But what if throwing the same exact ball at that one point, so not like trying to like overexert it, but like keep feeding it, like gotta like feed it balls on a regular. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> microdosing, you mean? Okay, I mean yeah. that would probably might be a word, but I mean if your tolerance is so low, would like, why would you want to get so high? You but know? and you want to just be high. That's why microdose, high. like small little. But would that microdose shut off a receptor? It what? So, so you have to do just like <laughs> in or out, short, fellas. <laughs> Got to take a break. Short. So I recommend short, frequent breaks. Mm-hmm. So instead of one long break, I recommend like every three months for three to five days. I could do that. I can't yeah. do that because what <laughs> it, do that. what I it's gonna want. do when you rest that mm-hmm. receptor, your body is instantly like. Oh, I need to start making it again. So at first, it's kind of like, uh, maybe they're going to give it to me. I'm just going to chill. But after like a day, your body starts being like. Oh, that's when you get super oh. duper duper high when you, you go back and bluff smoke. your. Con- yeah, your that's when your body's like, no, okay, okay. So I got to start producing, okay. you know, making your own endocannabinoids. You know, you're. And then, you know, by day three to five is when your body gets back up to kind of a normal production type mm-hmm. level but taking like regular breaks is is one of i think the best i'm gonna fucking try thing. that right. would, would that work for Just people that one. have been smoking for like years and they're trying to weed off of it yeah I'm gonna be such instead a of just cold for three days probably like, to God. and you know reaction. you can you can use kind of other things you know so like uh, you know, if you are like want to use plants, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, using ava, yeah. yeah. And because you know, kava works on the exact same receptor as THC. Oh shit! But I because it's not THC, you know, your body it it doesn't really. So you wow. can you okay. can take it's a great. It's still numbing alternative. Though, yeah. It's like numbing. I guess that's the word. Yeah. Numbing. It's numbing and. Yeah. And, you know, Ava is, like, it's so relaxing. Mm Because, right, think about the effects. Right. Because whenever, and I always think of, like, all those old, like, Samoan people sitting on the ground for, like, six hours drinking Ava. And I'm like, oh, that's how they do it. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're they're high on Ava, (laughs) (laughs) which is, like, being high on THC, right? It's amazing how much people can consume Ava based on how slow it grows. Right. You no. would think that like they would burn through that that resource already and like be avaless by now in this generation, but fuck that. No, there's a lot of alpha out there, which man. is good. There's yep. a lot of you know like there's a lot of really good producers, mm-hmm. and Polynesia has some amazing farmers. So they like so going back to cannabis there. So Samoa still hugely grown, but Tonga, um, they actually passed some like cool legislation to to do education about the differences between hemp and marijuana. Okay. Oh. Um, set up a, a, a research on, on hemp okay. um, and then set up a, some policy for growing and trading it. Which, if hemp went to Polynesia as like, you know, an export, it, 
especially for like building material. Yeah. That's yeah. really what I think they should, you know, like not only grow it, but have some form of a manufacturing. Cause I yep, feel like right. oftentimes that's what we're. Cause we're that missing. creates jobs and that like keep that. I make it a niche for them. Yeah. 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 Huh? Creating textiles and hempcrete and all this different fucking applications. Yeah. Of this shit. Sounds dope. It's man. so good. The craziest thing. So, I wanted to ask, like, does anybody know what's the status of, like, the Farm Act? Because yeah. that's the one that made, like, 99, like, like all 100% hemp products illegal. Or legal. 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 Yeah. So. Including the Delta 8. Delta 8. <laughs> there oh, was a fucking boom of that shit. they to make it illegal <laughs> in better. jurisdictions. Ooh. Well, oh, yeah. well, in Hawaii, we're going to have a flavor ban on all vapes and shit. So all that shit is out the window, well, bro. Smoke it up. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, what was I talking about? Um, farmers, uh, farmers Act. The Farmer Act. Yeah, the Farm, the farm Act. Act. Yeah, so. Is that still like in act? Is that still yeah. going or did that get reversed? Recently? No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. People, you know, that's why there's so much CBD and hemp mm-hmm. and the market is super flooded. Um but I think it's also too like going back to like manufacturing, you know, like they just manufacture are trying to mainly manufacture it for CBD. Right. But so much of the biomass can be used for like. But the infrastructure building. to process that and make doesn't all that really stuff. exist. See, people gotcha. gotta. It needs to be shown that it's like. Well, that's where the outside investors should come in instead of buying fucking real estate. Do yeah. something for the people and put up a plant to process all these hemp. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Thank so, you for staying on the mic, Kalei. Hey, dude. I'm conscious. You're doing a good job. Hey. <laughs> so where is your political stance on, and I get asked this a lot with the, the farmers and the, the current uh, movement to legalize. Yeah. Uh, where's your stance on that? And where do you want to see it going for like farmers like me who's small, yeah. but yet want to still stay relevant and possibly supply the public with their own craft material? You know? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, so I, um, so, you know, Hawaii, so back to to Hawaii history. Mm -hmm. So um, Hawaii has been, has passed some of the most, like, amazing advanced pieces in legislature, uh, believe it or not, for cannabis. Um, So we were uh, the first to pass medical cannabis uh, laws in 1978. So it was passed, signed by the governor, but it was never enacted. And that law um, is why we call it a 329 card now, because that was that, you know, that's what that piece of legislation. Was the bill, like House Bill 329? Exactly. No, exactly. (laughs) And that's that's why we have the 329 card. And then. You know, of course, us passing, uh, you know, the first state to pass legalization through a legislative order Mm -hmm. because before it was all um, just through voters. Right. Gotcha. Um, So two super progressive things, you know, and then we also passed legislation to protect um, people in federal housing. Okay. Um, people uh, with CPS and custody issues um, and um, also for education. So, you know, we we have uh, historically done some good things. Gotcha. Um, so 
how I would, and in 2022, Hawaii passed its first um, social justice cannabis bill. Okay. Um, so it was kind of a brainchild of the, you know, Hawaii Cannabis Hui. And basically it's asking for a study done by, oh gosh, Drug Policy Forum okay. um, to do a study on uh, basically equity and how it's been rolled out at other places and um, looking mainly at uh, a lot of like um, Native Hawaiians, Polynesians, uh -huh. and people who've been affected by the drug war. Gotcha. So social that, equity is interesting. Would that lead to like reduced sentences for people who are currently incarcerated for cannabis convictions? Yeah. So, you know, like what, what we're seeing in other states is expungement um, of nice. cannabis records. And honestly, I think people who are in prison for cannabis should be released they right. should they i mean they should be released now right like, <laughs> like not not you know yesterday not today and and you know last prisoner project is one of the larger ones that kind of works with that um there's freedom project there's a lot of kind of good places to plug in with that um but when it when it comes to social justice and equity it it really also comes down to farmers and micro licenses. And, you know, in Hawaii, honestly, focusing on, you know, giving preference to Native Hawaiians, mm -hmm. period. Right. Especially when we look at who has been affected by the war on drugs. Yeah. You know, it's been for cannabis, a majority of it has been, you know, Native Hawaiians, Polynesians, and, you know, people from the you know marshallese micronesians right 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 so pacifica mm. <laughs> so in a world where it's just like completely free like a tomato right is that all that possible still like giving preference to hawaiians keep like the micro licensing like all these kind of like policies and stuff in a free capitalist society that we currently live in is that even possible like or just fucking Philip Morris is going to roll in and be like, fuck you, we're buying all this land. So Could the state stop them from doing question. that? That's a fucking good if, question. If BJ that. Penn, could you do it? Soup, soup. Yeah. Would you vote for him? Want to be on a podcast, BJ Penn, talk about it? Nah. Right? Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, but is that something that the state could do to like support the Hawaiian farmers? Yeah, yeah. so absolutely. And so what... What we're seeing, so New York is going to be really interesting because okay. New they York, just went, uh, um, they just went adult use and the first hundred licenses were only equity applicants. Okay. Um, we also know that equity uh, has been used to really exploit people as well. Um, so I just uh, read an article today about Steezy, um, you know, basically you know, giving somebody a six-figure income, but they have no say in their business, right? And that's what we're seeing with a lot of kind of equity applications. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how how do we do it? 
do it here, do it differently. Um, you know, and I think having a, a lower, a lower threshold, making it to where you have to have residency paid taxes here for five years. Amen. Um, and that's, and, you know, also grandfathering in, um, you know, people who already have hemp licenses, mm-hmm. um, and, and making several points of entry into the cannabis space. Mm. So not just, um, not just growers, not just uh, retail, but, you know, manufacturing mm-hmm. for like edibles. Concentrates? Concentrates. Manufacturing for edibles, concentrates. Also um, for delivery services. Yes. Um, you know, things like this that can be done in the cannabis space with not like huge you know with not having to have two three million dollars in capital got you mm-hmm. gotcha. um so you, you're basically saying small mom and pops shops could pop up that could be navigate within that cannabis space be legitimate businesses that could still work i i think that you know it's it's possible i think retail will be harder but i gotcha. think um you know in the the growing space mm-hmm. definitely in delivery yep manufacturing um you know but also making sure that there's like funding for it Mm -hmm. um so so that's more like the business side which i i i don't really i more focus on the the people side of it yes so um you know like automatic expungement Mm -hmm. but in a way that's easy yeah California still is what, like over 80,000 people waiting for expungements from what? Why does it take that long? Because there was no, so they were like, hey, we're going to expunge it. But then it's different from county to county. What the fuck? Yeah. It should be like, all right, expunge. Yeah. No, like, so for some, it was just automatic. For others, you would have to fill out a paper. And it wasn't really like well explained right what about like releasing the well, the i mean expungement as far as incarceration goes so we have not seen that fuck on on any right. real i would have thought there would be like one Dude, two cases pop up where they're like there's such bullshit there, for sure because yeah. are there people in for sol- solely for cannabis crimes like where i mean they're not involved in it's not related to some other crime and like you you know it's like a tacked on fucking right yeah charge you have like a firearm in the car and be like oh right got you yeah no I, absolutely right absolutely um hmm. and so you know like really you know i think that that will and because you know for people to have a you know i have a prior cannabis charge mm-hmm. and i was able to get it expunged mm-hmm. nice you know, but oh, if yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get it expunged, it would have popped up every time. And so right. it's it's super important to to have that because it's always going to be so, you know, sti- I mean, you can't even work at a dispensary if you've had a cannabis offense. Well, Hawaii. yeah, that's some bullshit right that's there. Bullshit. So what? is that like regulated? Is that like a like a rule? Yeah. Because that does you- sound like bullshit because like. I feel like it should be up to the employer. Like, yeah, I see it on your record, but whatever. Right, well, it was the fucking company's 20- policy is like we can't hire you if you have a conviction of A, a through B and you fall on their fucking A. And I have a story for you. Done. Yeah. I was applying for a job one time. I won't say where. And um, it's a gap. I had to take a drug test 
and I thought I passed. I got the job, and then I got pulled in by the manager who I knew from previous jobs. He's kind of like my mentor. He pulled me into his office, and he said, you didn't pass your drug test, but I told them you were good, so they hired you. You better watch your ass. I mean, it was for weed. I wasn't doing any other drugs. But, like, so companies can bend policy. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think that was just more of a homie thing where he just, yeah. like, yeah, overlooked everybody it. Everybody should be homies, it's right? It's spooky, though. Sure. What, if, what if it's family doing that for you? Then how do you feel after that? What do you mean? What, what you mean? Like, if it was family, you say it was your friend. What if it was, like, how your uncle told you, hey, you never passed your drug test? Yeah, it would Oh, try. that's super cool, too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that's fine. Fucking yeah. thanks, hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'll, one, I'll buy you a case of beer. Like, that right? Should, <laughs> that, like, should, that should be automatic. No, like, so Hawaii's been trying to pass, like, protection in employment for medical nice. cannabis patients for years. Nice. So currently there isn't any, right? Like, so the last one died in 2020, but, you know, that's when all the COVID. A, a lot of things died. In yeah, so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully can be resurrected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in and- this this next session because it's what? important like who's the person who does that who brings that up in the legislation i guess like is it specific reps that are like down for this shit that are like the ones who resurrect a bill yeah or is it like the people gotta fucking sign enough petition lines and you know and then they'll look at it yeah so i think a little combination of both mm. um so we do, so Hawaii does have voter initiatives, you know, but it's by county. Oh. Right. That's how they fucking make That's it. how they get you, man. They divide it up. Uh, That's how they put a fucking fork in it, man. Yeah. yeah are there any, like, senators or representatives that are, like, pro-cannabis and, like, want to do these things? Yeah. Like, who are they? So, Shout them out. Because if they're doing good shit, we should I know, right? Uh, Espinda. No. Chris Lee. Espiro. So Chris Lee, um, Kailua Chris Lee. rep, um, introduced a adult use bill. Okay. Pat got it passed through the Senate. So um, there was a lot of, which was great. You know, it like went and died in the House. But um, he's always been someone that's been pretty supportive. Um, and then I would say uh, Capella. Rep Capella, Jeannie Capella, she's always been incredibly open Mm -hmm. about, you know, like the fact that it's a plant and it's still like, duh, (laughs) grow up, like literally grow up, dude. It's so, it's embarrassing. I wonder how many of these younger, like new, newer, fresher, like representative centers are, feel that way, but maybe they just can't say anything yet because there's other people in their party, you know, who... Fucking, we'll say. I like, wish you would at least up. elaborate to us, like, yo, dude, I can't fucking say anything. Because... Well, but then they'd be saying it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and at least like throw a little hint our way of like, okay, well, I understand. Where's the staffers here. dropping dropping fucking leaks on that shit? Like, yeah, hey, so and so is actually down for cannabis. Shit. You just gotta They're fucking get them to admit it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I think just looking at how they voted, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, um, you know, so like looking at people who you know, sponsored or supported, you know, so Bills. Joy Buenaventura, really okay. super senator from Puna District. Um, and, and you know, 
for the freshman house for Oahu, you know, who have voted positively for cannabis, it's been um, house, house side, uh, Capella, Rep Capella, Sonny Ganadin, and um, Adrian Tam. So okay. f- freshmen, you know, mm-hmm. those were, so I think those are some of the younger, more progressive and and you know also from it's like economic it's social justice it's how much money are we still spending on this right. how much money are we spending on this right, right. talk about a waste talk about a waste <laughs> can't even do their jobs right like i'm not challenging you challenging them at all i'm just saying just well, I can mean, you do it better as an honest critique of <laughs> what i'm seeing out there as a taxpayer you have the fucking right to say that that's shit. true that, yeah. you're absolutely right i do i shouldn't feel so nervous to say no it. no you speak your fucking mind man right no that's what the podcast for but yeah well not only that you're just speaking your mind as a citizen being like Yo, what's up i think it really just takes some industrious person or organization to show them all these things like maybe they just ignore all the facts yeah. you know like all the other applications of it on the hemp side yeah. you know what i mean and then I, I i'm speaking for right now at this table is like the farmers right yeah because like a lot of the farmers don't pay attention to this political yeah. uh, nuances that's happening like honestly I'll be completely honest. Like Andrew, you know, um, Pacalolo in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll post a fucking bill. I'm like, I'll read it. Yo, dude, what does this mean? Right, you're like, like uh... fuck, dude. There's a lot of big words in here. Like, it, there's nothing involving plants. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And that's like where me as a farmer, I get intimidated because like yeah. they're talking pretty much over my head, and I feel fucking stupid trying to read this thing. Like, I don't understand anything they're getting at. It's like words that pretty much just kind of dance around the, the point yeah. like just tell us what you're doing so I mean, yeah fucking yay or nay you know what i mean yeah so that's what's hard for us and like i think you know that's why i asked the questions of like where does the where do you stand on the whole you know farmer and thing you, you said about like they're, they're part of the entity and you know we could be part of that free market in the economics because a lot of us farmers we want to rely on this as a crop to support yeah. our families. You know what I mean? So it's really important that you know we understand the bills that are coming out, one, and two, how is that going to influence the the farmers, the, the small craft farmers that are really paying attention to what they're producing, you know? Yeah, yeah so, I mean, uh, you know, this really at the, the beginning of the year, the, the cannabis hui was, far, was kind of, brought in as um, a collective of really like farmers, you know, legal people, social justice, cannabis activists, just regular people. Um, and, and you know, they're the ones that really helped to kind of push, push this forward. And we want to see the cannabis hui kind of become a center of where we go for for you know like our activism because it's true it's like how do we make it like easily digestible and easy to understand right we'll translate it into like layman's terms for everyone to be able to 100 percent. like if you are yay or nay and you can see it like and me as a normal dude looking at it like all right this is what this means yeah you'll get my coherent vote yeah. Like I know exactly where you're getting at. You know, there's nothing hidden, nothing worded, weird, where it's like, all right, cool. Like for me, I'll be honest, I'll, I'm fucking intimidated when I read that. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I hardly posted a, a decision or a opinion on Instagram, because 
I really got to sit down and read this shit over and over again to make sure I I can get a educated response on this shit. You know what I mean? Because like I don't want to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, this bill's awesome. And at the end of the day, like, dude, Clay's such an asshole. Like, did he, he, read know, he's fucking, he never read them. Did he good. even read the shit? You know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy. So I just kind of like. I don't know. <laughs> and when usually when they're doing like bills that have like negative consequences yeah. for a majority of the people, um, they use like wordplay to make it sound like one thing. And then they tell you vote no on this. But the bill sounds like it's it's like right. they, they, tri- they use tricky language and they, it does confuse people. And it, they inadvertently vote. Like, not the way they intended, you know, when it comes to their beliefs on a certain issue. It's super intimidating because you're like, Mm -hmm. it's A or B, and you're like, fuck, I don't know, man. What is it? A is what I really want out of this. Like, what's happening here? So if if there is a way for someone to, like, translate it for the public to be like, hey, this is exactly what this bill means. You know, whether it be for or against farmers. Just put it out. You know what I mean? No agenda, no nothing. Just like, this is exactly what this means. Uh, uh, that's where I would be like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? More confident in my decisions. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's good. And I I think you know, we try to do that as a clinic, but we try to only... It's one of the hardest things that has been going on in Hawaii recently is, um, you know, the main people who are passing and working on and writing legislation are the dispensaries. Yes. So, um, uh, you know, all of their bills have been to really benefit them. So really. One narrative. How have they been getting those passed? I mean, they're lobbying to senators and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they're the only ones that have, you know, the, the resources. They have a full-time lobbyist, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, and so, you know, when it comes to cannabis, that, you know, that's the majority of the voice being heard. Mm-hmm. So kind of the goal of the Cannabis Hui is we don't have money to get a, to get a lobbyist. We don't have... To, you know the money to hire somebody full time, but right. what we can do is get people and is get people involved and have a voice. Yes. yes. Um. So cannabis hui on Instagram. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff uh, and working still on, um, you know, like equity. So now dual use. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, have you guys seen those what does dual use mean? those meetings? So dual use, so the state of Hawaii, um, we, there, one of the bills that passed was for the legislature to uh, convene a working group to work on dual use. Um, so adult and um, medica- medical, so both. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Um, Rec and medical would be functional together, right? Yes. Got you. Gotcha. Um, so it would be together, and um, and so the the task force will essentially create recommendations for the legislature, which will probably go on to be some form of policy, right? Gotcha. Um, so they are having meetings that are open to the public. The next one, I think, is on Tuesday. Okay. Um. A lot of people have been posting about it, but it's on Tuesday. It's at like noon to one thirty, which is like 
Is there a virtual right option? At that time. And there's a virtual option. <clears throat> Killer. Should we we can we can link it here? Yeah. Yeah. And like link it in the comments. Ep- right at the bottom. This Tuesday, yeah. this episode might come out after this Tuesday. Uh, this next so Tuesday, we yeah. We can put the link to the in- entire schedule. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And to the website and yeah, yeah, the, yeah totally, totally. And we can post the, about it too and like in the show notes. Yeah. The show notes. <laughs> the show notes. Show notes. Yeah. Hell yeah. On the YouTube notes. description and the podcast description, we can put links in there. Yep. Yeah, because okay. it's, totally. it's super important, especially for farmers mm-hmm. okay. to have a voice. And if you can't testify in person or online at that time, you can still do written. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Shout out, man. I know. So it's What's really, up? it's important. It's a lot of important decisions that are going to be made. Right. For sure. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Well, that's the thing. Like, we got to get the, and that's what I want to use a shop to as a as an avenue to bring people that normally want to stay hidden. Yeah. Um, kind of out, not so much in the spotlight, but as a voice. You know, like, it may not be a big significant voice, but if I could just round up people, even to have like a petition signed, or you know, like, hey, this is yeah. the link to to your testimony. It's anonymous. Get it out there because we want this to be. And, you know, preceding that, if we were to have it to where, like, a layman's explanation, bill so-and-so, this is what it's talking about, and have the written bill next to it on a printout, that way they can read and verify exactly what the bill is about, because, you know, like, fuck, that shit's fucking, it scares me, there's big words, man. I'll have Eric come in and read it to me. Eric, what does this mean? You're good. I'm dyslexic. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's like sleepy ASMR when people read it because it's so like you Drumming. don't understand it yeah. and and you know so many you know that's like on purpose too mm-hmm. yeah you know so they must have loved it during the pandemic when nobody could show up to like community yeah. meetings or board meetings yeah, you know what right. I mean and not give like live in person testimony everything was on Zoom they could just fucking mute their computer and be like just watching but. Like, I even listen to you. It's so impersonal yeah. at that time, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and during the pandemic also, though, is when, you know, our legislature and when really, you know, a lot of the people in Hawaii crushed a really bad bill because we had, like, for the first time over, like, 300 testimonies submitted to the legislature. And this was the one that was, um, you know, allowing the dispensaries to expand, you know, that was like the big part of it, but also, um, you know, limiting the number of uh, cards at a grow site mm-hmm. and having um, HPD do enforcement instead of DOH. Um, and so it was actually, you know, killed that year, but, um, you know, one of the, the things that's, super important coming up in uh, December of 2023 is so right now can I talk about patient transfers yeah you can talk about whatever you want okay (laughs) just don't swear no swearing no swearing (laughs) so patient fuck you Astinger fuck you Astinger um so just real quick patient transfers are totally legal in the state of Hawaii like elaborate on patient transfers so a patient transfer is this is this is mine Calais. i am gonna give this to you well thank you great job and you can reimburse me if you want for uh my labor Mm -hmm. 
for the cost of my fertilizer, for the cost of my soil, for the cost of producing this, for the production. How much is your overhead for this right? sample? I know. I don't know. Hypothetically, could I ask you that question? Yeah. And you. so, you know, like right now, this is not illegal. This is also not illegal. This, oh, I made this um, brownie at home. It has cannabis in it. I am going to give it to you for an exchange. Oh, I love edibles. Who is, <laughs> it's a patient to a patient transfer. Okay. So currently it's, totally legal there's no language that makes that not allowed okay keyword being patient to patient transfer transfer yes or patient to patient to patient yeah patient to patient transfers in the state of hawaii can i be brought up to brought up kind right patient <laughs> patient to patient yeah, yeah. 329 cardholder to 329 cardholder right and that's everything right mm -hmm. Um, except for butane, because, you know, butane products. Yeah. Um, you, you raised your hand. I know, right? <laughs> I had to. I felt that it was necessary. How much quantity can I donate to you and transfer Transfer to you? Right. Uh, cardholder to cardholder. Is there any set quantity? So the possession limit in the state is four ounces. Gotcha. Per person, right? Per card, you can have four ounces of prepared cannabis or the equivalent. Gotcha. Um, but so right now, totally fine. So, you know, that's why, uh, you know, we did the 329 card holder, you know, the 329 event in Kapolei to really flex that because it's still it's 100 percent legal. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Legal, um, but that is a flex. That's a flex. <clears throat> but you know, in uh, 2023, it is only going to be you can grow up for yourself or buy it from a dispensary. Hmm. So it makes all of this who that's been legal, it's been go protected, away. go away. And who's trying to get this bill passed? I mean, you know, it's passed. It's gonna oh, go. Oh, that's into when effect. it goes into effect. So this is not this is not good. And there's um, nothing anyone can do about it at this point. Huli the system. Well, huli the system, but also, um, you know, you gotta keep the system intact at the same time. Yeah, it is huli that thing. I don't know. Oh. I'll tell yeah. you the reality a, of it. I have a very different uh, approach to hooliing the system. Well, the, the yeah. reality of it, BM is gonna take off. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, it's gonna make everything. It's like when fuck i was trying to think of an analogy i can't so think if, of if i'm hypothetically if i'm growing for myself right yeah and i'm asking the the questions the people on live are pretty much asking not like physically yeah, asking, yeah, but yeah. they're thinking this shit so <laughs> if i have my garden at home right i'm growing for myself which is the 10 plant cup yeah if i essentially grow <laughs> monsters yeah right and i'm putting out multiple 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 pounds um at one point in time in my BM, you know, if, if I'm drying and curing in stages where I'm right. jarring a quarter pound at a time, at what point in time am I, uh, I'm still legal technically, correct? 
anything under four ounces is legal. Okay. Dried and cured and, and prepared. prepared. Can I throw a question out there? In the jar, not hanging up on my clock. Correct. So when um, they like figure in weights, it's like not the leaf. So they got yeah. that taken out that's because good, they were they, trying to yeah. do that. That's another question. Yeah, that popped up. Too, yeah, right? no, they're okay. so right, no. Right. So they let's pull this plant with all this soil so, on yeah, it. Yeah, and let's weigh it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do that, right? The that's first time they'd weigh your sure. fucking plant with the pot. Yeah, no, it's trash. Dude, if you just watered your plant, you're fucked. Super fucked. Well, you're fucked anyway trash. because the weight of the fucking pot is well, way if you more. Water than it. Yeah. Well, you got water with the pot. I mean, you already fucked, so it's like, are you more fucked? I think it's up to your charges is what the, the like, weight yeah. you got. It's like dude. like a speeding ticket. Like the more older you are, <laughs> the worse it is. Yeah. Ugh. Well, laws. I mean, and the type of laws we need are where cannabis is the lowest priority. Yeah. Everyone can grow like six plants, like California. Right. And it's a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot. I don't know what a lot is. We haven't defined a lot. But if you have like, you know, an excess, it's a misdemeanor. It's That's- crazy how like the federal government's like recognizes 99 plants. Is that still in effect? Uh, for California? Or no, 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 no. Just like federally, like 99 plants. I was hearing that like. I don't know what that's for. Is that for him? I have no fucking clue. Because I remember guys like, well, federally, we're still legal. I'm like, how so? He's like, federally, I was like, well, I I mean, doesn't the state enforce it? So, well, federal supersedes the state. Which is like, like, politically, I don't fucking know. So, like, I can't rebuttal, you know? That's true. That's why it's still illegal, federally. I mean. Yeah, and you can't. There's no interstate commerce of it. Oh, shit. Because of the the feds. Federal. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's legal. So this is where the state law and, and, you know, we're seeing that like, you know, for, I mean, you know, for instance, with other laws, but for cannabis, it's state to state. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. California. It's like county to county. That's why they have so much weirdness. Yeah. (laughs) It's like they went further and the state was like, we don't even want to do it. You guys do it. You do. Yeah. So. But Hawaii, I mean, like, we are, like, really not just the national. We're, like, an internationally famous yes. spot for cannabis. No, yeah, totally. That's what I said the other time, too, is, like, I often forget that Hawaii is a pillar when it comes yeah. to the cannabis like industry worldwide hawaii is like one of these places that everybody knows you know what i mean hawaii yeah. it's the microclimate we have but not only that because like how she says that that shit kind of goes out the window because cannabis was introduced way before that so yeah. like that's just tourist weed coming in that acclimated to our environment right so we've been fucking around with it so so that kind of throws a lot of theories off of like so what made hawaii such the, the such a standout location for cannabis it's the geographical location and i think now we've been fucking with it longer than we intended that we anticipated like our history with it goes back further Mm. so i think like the ogs who finally got good genetics in their hands knew exactly what to do with it you know like no no wonder we're at the point we're at it's because our history goes back further than we might have anticipated so joey green goes uh maui waui and kona gold are 60 years of branding Right? <laughs> yeah. It's true, I right? For it. No, for real. <laughs> for real. Fuck yeah, Joey. And, you know, probably, you know, some of those, 
those genetics, you know, we probably see with like our Molokai friends. You mm-hmm. know, I think that that's probably the closest to what it was. The time capsule of Molokai, man. Yeah, no, yes. literally it's a cannabis time capsule. And when yep. you use it, it's so different, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and like a lot of people, shout out to Pakololo Seeds, by the way. Bongi. Bongi. Fucking, um, that isolation did them good. So good. Yeah. So like, you know, we talk about commerce. The people Molokai were so self-sufficient. They yeah. stayed there. They hunt. They fish. They love the land there. So, fuck if I'm gonna get cannabis outside. I got it right here from yeah. my uncle, and that genetics just kind of stayed in that closed loop of Molokai and just got better and better and better and like yep. got easier to grow with the generations to come. Awesome. And I think that's what's also going down in Samoa and Tonga too. Um, Samoa has some. Yeah. Major wheat growers. Whoa. Yeah. But it's it looks different. Like yeah. even the pictures of it, when you see it, you're like, what in the head? You know, right. my uncle was a prolific grower. Huh. And they would like all the uncles would get together and like, you know, like basically what what kind of shit does it grow better in? Right. <laughs> and that's why they you they know They had their own little cannabis hooey. They hooey-y. had their own little cannabis hooey. Yeah. It was you know, it, it kind of driven underground but it's you know still throughout polynesia the most used illicit substance and it's not imported Mm -hmm. so where are they getting it they're growing it yes Um, how big is samoa compared like geographically to like like oahu or maui or like the big island so probably um you know like tutuila little smaller than oahu Okay. Hawaii. Okay, okay. Nice. Um, but like Upolu and Savai'i, probably like Maui. Okay. Little bigger. And so those are like the independent, um, you know, because Savai'i and Upolu are, uh, so they were colonized first by Germany and then by New Zealand. Um, and now they, they're independent. Mm-hmm. Um and then America and Samoa, they, so we are like a territory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even <laughs> though we have um, kind of, we have like a, you know, like a, a governor, but everything is still um, decided by the, the Fono. So it's like the village chief, the chiefs, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we still, you know, have our, our government system. You know, with, with that government system set up and when they approach cannabis, <clears throat> it becomes a, it becomes the chief's um, ideology on cannabis to make the final yeah. approval, correct? Yeah. Does, and I know this kind of be a blanket statement, does that decision heavily weigh on the economic side of it or the moral side of it when it comes down to the individual yeah. families? So I think it is the moral side because for so long the churches were against it. Okay. Um, but now, you know, I think as we see, like, because, you know, the Catholic Church has made statements that they support it for medical use, as well as the Mormon Church. No and way. so, yeah, so you can still have your oh, you temple be recommend. To, you, be able to smoke you mean weed to tell me I can't have a can fucking drink. cup of coffee while yeah. I smoke weed? You can smoke weed if medical. you have a medical card. So I have like Relief Society presidents, people in the elders quorums, return cool. missionaries. I'm popular in Laie. Yeah. <laughs> so all my family's from, man. Shout same, out to Laie. Oh, 
No, and I, I really think that like as younger, the younger generation move into these political spots, yeah. their mindset is already different growing up. You know what For I mean? Sure. So as they get in, they might be like, these laws are bullshit. You know what I mean? Let this shit go. They're so dumb. And, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I have hope because of the church that Samoa, Tonga, some of these and yeah, and they're coming, they're coming along and mm-hmm. the, the princess of Tonga, her um, husband, mm-hmm. God bless did bringing in hemp seeds to Tonga. God bless his soul. So I was like, <laughs> you're the hero in I, this story. It's a sacred plant. It's a fucking, it really it's a is. sacred plant. It, God created it. Like what more do you want us to display that it's not fucking bad for any religion to, to embrace it's not harmful. It's not. I mean, yeah. you the Catholics use wine as a sacrament. Yeah. I mean, how many people got fucked up off the blood of, of blood of Christ? You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Like, it was okay for Catholics to drink. Yeah. It was part of their church ceremony. It's stupid to say that this ain't. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. if the moralities of a chief would sit back and look and be like, hey, you know what? We've been doing this shit all along as a religious practice. It's a medical practice now, and I think we should bring it on. Think yeah. about it, yeah? When they used to walk down the aisle swinging that shit with smoke coming out of it, they used to put cannabis in there back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know what I mean? Why not? <laughs> Everyone's coughing down the aisle as you're fucking swinging that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it used to be like a shamanistic plant, you know what I right. mean? And a lot of religion yeah. is based off old shamanistic traditions. It still sure. is a shamanistic plant. Like people Absolutely. this day and age, like I'm so happy to see a lot of people's stigma change and a lot of people's mentality change to more of like all right, I can incorporate this to my life. Yeah. I love that, man. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's definitely a spiritual it cannabis is a psychedelic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. period yeah so is mushrooms right we like that shit too you know? <laughs> yeah nobody's debating mushrooms though, yeah I'm, I'm dude like this too like if you're to argue these two uh gifts that we've gotten right i mean it's an open and shut case like yeah i, I don't see any rebuttal anybody could have towards the the therapeutic benefits of mushrooms and cannabis like, yeah Dude, come at me with whatever you got. Like, I'll fucking shut you down. <laughs> no, for real. So being in the, the, the field you're in and seeing these patients walk through your door, um, what is the... Yeah, we never even talk about Malia cannabis. I know, right? No, you just... And people are like, dude, she's dropping why? so much knowledge. Why? It's crazy. Why don't we call cannabis like Paka Malia instead of Paka Lolo? Right? right? Isn't that like a more... Makes sense. It right? makes sense. Yeah. No, it's a much more appropriate. Yeah. It, it rolls off the tongue a lot better, too, than like Pacalolo. Pacamalie. So for, well, for our people listening in the mainland or watching in the mainland, what does Malie mean for those people not listening who don't know? <clears throat> so it means calm, tranquil, and serene. Mm-hmm. But it's a word that I chose because, you know, in polynesia we have shared words right like Mm -hmm. ava is ava is ava Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's all of our our languages right so malie means the same thing in all of our languages so in samoan in tongan tahitian like it's one of our shared words Mm -hmm. and 
it has a very similar meaning in all of them. Like in Samoan, it's also to, you know, like, uh, like, you know, it's good and, um, you know, it's like a very positive word. Mm -hmm. And so that's really why <laughs> I wanted to use it. Right. You know, and um, yeah, and because this plant, it's truly the the healing of the nation. And I say it all the time, cannabis can save the world. It's, <laughs> like, it's staring at us right in front of our faces. Like, how the fuck are we not I'm wanting here. to? Like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, shout out to Joey. He's talking about, like, you know, people getting treated from, from can, uh, for yeah. um, cannabis. And he said he was a three-time cancer survivor. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. Like, shout out, buddy. Yeah. So at your clinic, what are you guys, like, focusing on primarily? So, you know, we do certifications. But with the certifications, we also do kind of, like, recommendations based on symptoms and mm. kind of, like, clinical applications. Mm. Because, you know... Everybody is has a unique endocannabinoid system and and you're not going to necessarily know until you try it. But just giving people a good place to start. Sorry, I bumped your phone. No, no, you're fine. I'm like, right, right, right. Um, and 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 like also just creating like an environment that's really comfortable for all ages. You yeah. know, my yeah. youngest patient is three months old and my oldest patient's uh, 103. Right. And oh, like yes. doing yes. I've dosed a all of them. Demographic, yeah. You know, and, and that's what we do is we mm -hmm. dose them with like cannabinoids based on because it's different, right? Like if you're wanting it for sleep, if you're wanting it for PTSD symptoms, you know, I can I can definitely steer you in the right direction as to where to start. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're there to support them as they try different things to find their yeah. And so usually, you know, with our with like the first time you see us, we go through like really like, you know, it's kind of like you're here for PTSD and you you really want it to help you sleep. And then if it's for sleep, do you have trouble falling asleep? Do you have trouble staying asleep? Right. 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 Case by case basis. right? Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, OK, well, I um, and, you know, people some people don't want to smoke it. So then it's like, you know, these different types of alternatives yes but um i really hope that we get to a place where people are stop stigmatizing smoking it mm -hmm. because it's really it's it's one of the most effective and other than coughs or throat temporary coughs or throat you know it it avoids a lot of other potential side effects and drug interactions hmm and oh, in case you're taking other prescribed medications. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Because, you know, neither. they all that's insane. go in your liver, right? right? Right, right, right. And that's where it's processed when you eat it. it just is. callous up that throat, just, man. For some reason, I just thought, like, people who are turning to medical cannabis in that sense have maybe abandoned, you know, pharmaceuticals at that point. But yeah, that's a good point. Like they a high be, blood pressure medicine? Yeah, something you can't yeah. abandon. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like also like looking at Psych what medicines mix. you're on and being like, oh, this is, you know, because if people are on like, you know, if they're having like a lot of, you know, liver issues, it's it's not going to hurt them, but it might not be as effective if they eat it. Right. Because mm, their liver can't even do the work. Because their liver, it might like, 
you know, eat it up or make it last a really, really long time, too. Oh, and that's what, like, separates you from all the other, like, people out there that are giving medical cards. Is like, I, you know, I've been to a lot of doctors. Yeah. And, I, like, very few of them actually sit down and be like, hey, let's design a plan yeah. that'll help you navigate cannabis. Like, yeah. okay, are you a smoker? You're not. What are you, what's your symptoms? You know, like... It sounds to me like I would trust your opinion and, and going into your office and sitting down way more than anybody else because of that individual care. You know what I mean? It sounds like, like, oh, here's your fucking license. It's up to you, buddy. You know, aloha. Yeah. You're kind of like, all right, so you have PTSD, you know, falling asleep versus staying asleep. You're a smoker, non-smoker, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like that really fucking counts, man. That's part of yeah. the whole experience of, of being seeing a healthcare professional is getting it dialed into a custom plan to where it responds with me the best. You know, how many times I go to fucking Straub and they're like, let me look at you. All right, here's a prescription. You're good. Right. Like, wait a minute. Like, you didn't do any tests. Like, what if I'm reactive to the drug you're giving me? Like, you just asked me what are my allergies. Like, we don't know that that's a fucking brand new medicine that just came into your office. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how I'm going to react to that. So, like coming into your office, you're like, all right, you know, let's tailor fit this experience to you. And that's what's like, I would fucking go over you 10 times out of 10, you know? Yeah. I think you do. Yeah. (laughs) There are a lot of those kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel bad. Here's your card kind of spots. Yeah. That just like turn and burn out. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but at the same time, it's like, I've went to those doctors to like, all right, there you go. Pay me my money. Here's your card. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Now what? You know, I'm, for me that's totally fine because I know what your I'm weed. doing. That's right. right. Yeah, and they're like, oh, go to the dispensary. Here you go. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, I know, I know what's up with that, and I, I know the economy behind that, and the doctor wants to make money. Blah 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 blah. But like, this is a fucking medicine. We need to approach it approach it as such. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a black market street drug it's not an economic incentive it's now you're dealing with people with fucking issues and they're trusting you and your professional opinion and like how do i treat myself because this is alien to me yeah 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 and you want people to have a good experience 100 percent. like because there's so many people who've had a bad experience who then like never want to use it again right i and i hear that every day right like I used it when I was 16, had a really, really bad experience. I ate a brownie. You know what I'm saying? There's, and it's most often with edibles or people just smoked too much in one city. Yes, right. My mom. Yeah. She's like, Let me take that bong rip. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, no. It's <gasps> like everyone's looking at me. Ah! I'm like, oh, mommy just smoked too much weed. It'll go away soon. <laughs> yeah, and right. and then also letting people know what to do if that happens. Right. Cuz it's going right. to happen at least once. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. Right. Right? You just need to sit down, drink some water, just wait. Chill. We have I, CBD gummies here. Yeah, it's CBD who might for that. Go over the edge. Yeah. yeah. Had a couple. I feel right? like for me though, it's like a 10 milligram CBD gummy isn't enough. Like I need to eat like 10 of them. Like, I want, like, 100 milligrams of CBD to, like... I think it's more so the munchies of eating a gummy. Nah, I'd rather just be one 100 milligram gummy one time. That'd be cool. What's the proper dosage of a CBD? So, CBD, it's it's 
good because we actually have some kind of dosing parameters. Got you. So CBD is marketed 100% wrong. Um, they they want you to think it's like THC that you can just use it here and there and it'll help. But really, CBD needs to be used consistently, more like a vitamin. To get like into the and cycle just, of using it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it works over time through couple of different things but um you know for pain it's gonna decrease your inflammation so you know how inflammation creates like uh so the two things that it works on is cytokines which is and prostaglandins so those are two big fancy words but those are also um you know like ibuprofen Mm -hmm. works with like prostaglandins but cannabis is way better and and it's much safer so it does the similar cbd yeah, specifically. Yes. So um, it does the same thing. And if you're taking it like on a daily basis, like what is a proper milligram dose? Yeah, so for most people, it's like 10 to 25 milligrams. Yeah. And you want to take it every day, and it's going to be one of those things to where, like, you know, you'll be like week five, and you're like, oh, I didn't, I haven't taken Tylenol for like a week and a half. Right, it's right. like more like that, it's more subtle. But can it be like an emergency parachute in those times when Absolutely. you're too high? Like just take like, just you know, all these CBD or take and some tincture or something. the way that it works for that is so say that this is your receptor for THC. Right. CBD is just going to keep going to cover it. So yeah. as it's like hitting it, it can't get in. Yeah. yeah. So ah. gives your. So it blocks it. So you can't you get break. more high, but do you sober up? It it helps to block it, so you're not you you're not gonna get more high from it. Right. Okay. So you're and pretty much it'll plateau you. It'll plateau you, and gotcha. it'll start to bring you down. Here's a question: If the CBD wears off before the THC does, will you fucking get back higher? Get punched back in the stomach again? Later Probably like, oh, not shit. necessarily, no. because um you know the like way that. that THC works, mm-hmm. you know, it's like most drugs how how they work is. You take it in, you know, like 20 minutes, it's at its peak effect, mm-hmm. right? And then it slowly Wings, goes down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, THC is different on how you use it, okay. right? Okay. You smoke it, boop, yeah. and then kind of fades out pretty quickly, right? right? You know, within an hour-ish, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, it's more of a sharp curve. Right. When you're doing edibles, it's more of a... Blunch and it through the ceiling. What? You get Drunk. hit by a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Until you fall asleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Flying right. in the clouds. Right. So, but edibles, you know, don't work for all people because some people me- metabolize it really quickly. I mean, we all have that friend who's like, I take a thousand milligrams all the time and I don't feel anything. Fuck yeah. Well, stop doing that and you're wasting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it to someone else. Give it to somebody else <laughs> and just smoke yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're you're really rapid. So basically because it's metabolized in your liver, their liver is eating it all up before it even goes out into your bloodstream. Would you say that's more of an efficient Working no. liver or an inefficient oh. working liver? It's more just <laughs> how you are as an individual. Gotcha. Because okay. I'm like fucking super sensitive to fucking edibles, but my yeah. boy can like smash them. Like, That's probably why. How the stop fuck? Wasting. Yeah. Yeah. Man. We all have that one friend where you're like, I would 
not be on this planet. Yeah. Like I'm all like trying to stay awake and he's like just up. I'm like, you high? He's like, not really. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason. It's not like age. It's not weight. I have like little he's grandma. tiny. Yeah. It, it's, it's literally so you can take a really big um, expensive genetics test and maybe have kind of an idea or, you know, you can just instead slowly right increase and not have a horrible experience that's more practical it's way it's way probably better. like you know how those people in europe have that proteins where they can process milk at a later age right it's like it's probably a genetic disposition like dude you can handle some fucking massive amounts of thc no i don't know how real. he does it he's a fucking tank man it's like the same reason why you know polynesians a lot of them are lactose intolerant right right <laughs> Asians and that's Asians well. and Polynesians, yep. like because there's not a lot of bro. milk in their diet. They didn't have right. dairy. As soon as I hit thirty, I became like super lactose intolerant. Yeah, like, that's so annoying. One theory is that because domesticated cattle has only been introduced, you know, however many hundreds of years ago, right. the human digestive system hasn't had time to adapt to it. Some have already, but ones who haven't incorporated it into daily diet haven't really. Right, right, got it. I wonder how I'm beef attacks their um, digestive tract also. I don't know. As I've gotten older, I've become more lactose intolerant, but for certain things, I'll fucking suffer. Same, dude. <laughs> like, I'll take it. Same. I'm like, I don't care. Yep. yep, yep. I'm home tonight. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the brownie guy. Like, uh, a nice warm brownie oh, and a cold glass of milk. I'm like, yeah. fucking, you got me. No, it's, it's like over. a weed brownie or just a regular brownie. No, no, no weed brownie, just yeah, a regular no. brownie. Yeah, I really love these like gourmet infused desserts that are we've been fucking eating. Yeah. Shout out to so Solidify fun. Hawaii, man. So we met this couple, uh, Moki and Kanani, and they've been giving us edibles like just out of the goodness of their heart, just coming Aww. by the shop. Patient to patient transfer. Transfers. Yes. Yeah, yes. awesome. I got to call it blessings, it. you know. Yeah. Ooh, I like fucking, that. Yes. It was fucking unreal. They got us so high a couple times. Like the days of just weed brownies are done. Like now it's like Oh, she makes whatever like, you yeah. want. Strawberry shortcakes and amazing. Like, I was like, dude, you gotta tone it down on the potency because I wanna eat a lot of it, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> it's horrible it's torture, man. So yeah. she did it. I said that too, and I think they took it as like it's too strong. It's like, no, I don't want it too strong. Like I want more you know i want strong but it just, just tastes like, too good yeah right you're thing. like i just want to eat more of it yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm like try to make some virgin ones that way i can eat them and not like fuck it. i can remember them the next day right he's like oh, what did i eat holy shit i look at the wrapper oh yeah that was caramel was fucking shut up so that's another industry that would boom once it's legal yeah. is just this like baker bakery yeah, well, no, for like sure. Like Vanessa did it well, right? And um, the whole uh, vice, the um, Weedicat. Weedicat, yeah. no, um, where they cook with the show. They have a cooking oh, show. Bong Appetit. Bong yeah, Appetit. <laughs> yeah like, I love that she show. is so cutting edge because her desserts are fucking unreal. Yeah. Like, and the way they're just like, we're going to use just leaves to smoke mozzarella so it tastes like weed. Yeah. It's not like yeah. that yeah. part's not even infused. It's just like using it as all these different, probably for the entourage effect, right? Yeah. I mean, well, it, for the it's flavor. property. Yeah. 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 Like you're transferring terpenes via this. No, is that, would that work? I, I mean, it, I'm sure it does in so, some yeah. sort of sense, but if you think about it, it looks pretty. Like they'll use a leaf. It's cannabis yeah. in its raw form. It's icon is its leaf. Everyone gets yeah. tattooed of a leaf on them, right? 
There you go. They make tortillas with like the leaves pressed in, so that way oh, it's like so all pretty. in that shit. The tempura, the leaf tempura. Oh my gosh! Fried. Yeah. Oh what? There was a weed cooking competition show on Netflix. Oh, oh you're right. Oh, there was plenty. Chef cooking Maverick on high, was on it. On high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. Like all these guys think about the restaurant industry, yeah. industry and how volatile it is, right? So it's yeah. like you can open a restaurant and it'll be closed years later, year yeah. later. So. Now they got the infusion to fall back on. It's like, oh, this guy makes his infusion is on point. So I know that I'm going to get high and I'm going to fucking taste good and I won't get too high. You know, like tailor-made experience. So now it gives this fucking avenue for bakers, even chefs to make infusions and display their culinary art. For and sure. having you know to people that can appreciate it now which is like stoners like us yeah. who are like i'm gonna get high but and like you said have, food, you know? and like you said have virgin virgin versions virgins. yeah virgin versions so that way other people can just enjoy the food because if you're like a world-renowned chef like people are going to want right. to eat your food maybe they don't want to get high but they still want to eat your shit yeah but so. see the icebreaker is the infusion dinner right so if yeah. you're a breakout chef or you had a chef you're a chef that your your restaurant went down it's like yeah i'm gonna go and i'm fucking you know cater you cater this meal. People have a good time, a blast. I'm like, this is awesome food. Next thing you know, they're calling you up for catering, not for infusion, because you've done such yeah. a good job. Like Topher. Yeah. I call yeah. that motherfucker yeah. up just to cook for me. Like, dude, how much is it? Oh, it's going to be this much. Got you. Yeah. Please come Please cook. Please come. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to infuse anything, dude. Just just cook. You know? Yeah. yeah. And Topher's great, too, because he does so much, like, sides. Yes. You know, like it's on the side, it's in a dropper, so you know the exact dosing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. He's precise. And his food is amazing. Mad scientist level. Yeah. I like the way he plays with it, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so not fun. like, oh, I like this because it's savory. It's like, it's savory, but I'm cooking in a smoky, sweet way. So you get right? all these different flavors that come out of his yeah. shit. Fucking shout out to Topher again. Yeah, again. We love you, Topher. Good shit. Good shit, Topher. You know you're super good when you can come on the podcast like twice, not say shit, and people still shout you out, man. <laughs> right? So good. But I feel that there's a lot of people like that out. You know, a lot of people have that that passion to cook and you know, the weed and the infusion is gonna be their breakout. It's gonna yeah, be something sure. like, Hey, you know, I can do this just because my infusions are bomb. Wait till you sample my real cooking, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. All you gotta do is take the infusions out and the food is still the same. Hell it's yeah. bomb, yeah. But to the, to the demographic, we imagine- probably wouldn't have gotten there without cannabis. I wouldn't have met Topher without cannabis. Right. You know? So it's that avenue, bro. But like, yeah, imagine you open a restaurant and you only do infused food. Like you're cutting out half or that demographic who don't want to get high. Well, yeah. you, know you have I mean? just so, like a, a virgin Bloody Mary. Yeah, you just, or, or you do it like Topher, you put it on the side. Yeah. It's like um, uh, Downbeat Diner, which is now called The Other oh, Side, right. where yeah. they have like diner food, but they have like vegan versions of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like burgers and like all the same flavors of that burger with just like the fake meat patty and like vegan cheese. I like and how you said mayonnaise. Fake, meat, fake meat patty. It's well, that's what it is. Yeah. Impossible patty. Nah, I don't know if they have the branding for that. It's probably like oh, okay. some like. <laughs> homemade black bean burger (laughs) (laughs) totally i don't know but yeah it's good though that's cool because like you can go there with like a bunch of people who want vegan or vegetarian and meat you know i gotta say greasy diner food i thought about you when i ordered this delicious there was a black bean loco moco and a hamburger patty made of black bean it was pretty good man i give you that where was it um 
fuck, I forgot the place. I door dashed it and I was like, oh, that <laughs> <Nice>. looks good. <laughs> Eric would like this and I ordered it and it was fucking bomb. Thanks, man. Well, yeah. I'm going to be seeing there, it. <laughs> there was brown gravy and eggs though, so yeah. I, I couldn't take full credit for it. But the beef patty was black beans. Yeah, well. nah, they make fucking good mushroom gravy. For sure. Yeah. Legit. And you just saute some onions in and just kind of try to re- recreate the flavors. Oh, good. That's what Topher is for. He can do all that shit. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. What is that now? Is that from Captain Mike? No. 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 That was, this is actually um, Professor P's blueberry. So we'll, we'll roll one up with that later. Grown by the Captain later. We've already been going for like two and a half hours, you know? Oh, yeah. It's been two and a half hours. Yeah. Anu. Yeah, about two and a half now. He says 30 minutes. Two hours? You texted me like 30 minutes ago. Two hours. Did I? Two hours I, I like that, though, that nuanced text. You guys didn't even notice, huh? I know. We're just all like... I didn't notice blah, either. Blah, blah, blah. Got it on film. People are watching, and like I can tell that like, a lot of people are really into it. They got a lot of um, compliments <laughs> on the information you're putting out, and they're like... The time goes by fast. We're just all like, bala out. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's I totally like that. Good. But yeah, two hours, two and a half hours, we're about Dang. there. I think we covered a lot in the two and a half hours, man. My mind is blown right now. Fuck yeah, for real, man. You see that joint you're lighting right now? That's my brain. Right That's there. your brain. brain. Hot fire. Don't feed into the stigma, Anu. Yeah. God damn it, we work too hard. Uh, right? <laughs> I try, I'm trying to break the stigma, you know what I mean? Okay. When, you, when you're provided the knowledge, then that's when you break the stigma. Right. Education is key. Yeah. No, for sure. And just like normalization. Like when I was um, I was at like highway in down the street and this Etsy saw my necklace. It was so cute. And she was like, oh, I like your Malie necklace. And <laughs> winked at me and I was like. <laughs> you like what? <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, Etsy. And, it, and just giddy those. I get that a lot throughout town. Just like, you know. <laughs> Just just really <coughs> making cannabis normal. It's so the war on drugs that. did a really good job. It sarcastically. They did a really good job to create so much stigma around a plant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. But you made it look bad. It as made fuck. it yeah. Like schoolhouse special. But really yeah. I like that word, though, normalizing, like bringing it back. It wasn't lost. We just got to normalize it again. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, the, the next generation, so like like my daughters, you know, our sure. kids, like when I talk to her about it, never. Like I, I tell her like, okay, this can get you into trouble yeah, because people view it in a negative manner. And I ask her, what's your view on it? Yeah. Well, I'd see it helps you, Dad. In yeah. what manner? Like you have back problems and when you get cranky, you smoke it and you feel better. I'm like, that's honest, you know, and that's her observation from me using this plant. So at at some sort of time, it clicks in her head that like, it's not bad what daddy's doing. It is yeah. medicine. And I reiterate to her, it's medicine. It's nothing to do with um, a drug because yeah. that's what they'll teach you in the D.A.R.E. programs. You know, we've all been through that shit and they say it's a drug. It's Drug abuse resistance education, right? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. You should have left that chapter out. Oh, that was dude. like our entire elementary school life, dude. Dare. 
in the like I remember in the nineties too when they would have there they would like roll up in like confiscated drug dealer cars. And I would be like, dude, that's yeah. that car's actually Dope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you tried to like turn me off of it or <laughs> All the kids are like, damn. Gotta grade it to that. Gotta grade it to that. Like, what? That's a Camaro? No. <laughs> but for real, like I remember they used to do that. They, they educated you, but not in the way they intended. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Or yeah. did they? Like, this is what you can get. Don't be a drug dealer. The Don't be a drug dealer. <laughs> car, like, <laughs> do I not want to be a drug dealer? Yeah. It's so fucking funny, man. Yeah. I think was, in Hawaii, oh, in. Dare, though, was primarily focused on, like, Batu, though, and, like, meth. I don't um, know, yeah. man. I remember the cannabis chapters pretty fucking well. I don't remember well. any of that shit. I it just was remember, the like... Chapter, I think it was the cannabis chapter. Really? Yes, it was. Really? Yeah. It was. they had so much information already built up around it. Not so much with You're all right. the harder drugs because, I mean... Shy away from the hard jobs. Focus on this. this Shout out this, to Officer Ford. You're just trying to do your job, buddy. I love right? you. Right? We love you. Yeah. Thank you for trying to protect me. Right, but Dare didn't yeah. work because I don't remember it. But then so they, it lead, had no they lead on. Effect. They lead on the idea that marijuana is the gateway to oh, these yeah. drugs, right? So it's like. I do remember hearing that. It's like I don't want to do batu and don't smoke oh, weed. weed. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come on. I remember that. I remember the fucking workbook that they gave us, a, like an animated workbook, and you turn it over, and there's each drug and what they're doing. And they had like amphetamines as one of them. And the guy they drew was so spun the fuck out. <laughs> like, I was just laughing at him, like, holy shit. This it's is comical. Crazy. Yeah. Frogs. Some Funny. frog stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Frog. Right? Oh, shit. Fucking Mattel. It was like a McGruff truck book. You know, <laughs> that, that was fucking. I forgot about McGruff. Dude, McGruff truck was his. Uh, what was his little right? dog's name? Scrappy? No. It's Scrappy Doo. McGruff truck has a Scooby Doo, you asshole. Didn't McGruff have a, like a younger fucking no, punk did. ass fucking. He no, it was that Scooby Doo. He had a trench coat. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally had a little mini. And like a little. fucking <laughs> detective hat. Yeah. yeah. He'd always point at you. No, that's a, I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. Help me take a bite out of crime. That was a slogan, right? Yes. Yeah. He didn't have a little small. But they had a McGruff truck, mean, right? On like every corner or some shit. Like well, a, like a lot of cop cars still to this day have the McGruff truck logo. <laughs> the old bootleg. And right? even like Hawaii Telecom. Well, I don't know. When it was Oceanic Time Warner, they would have it on there. Yes. But that's more so if you're in the neighborhood and you see them, you can go to them for help. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like if you're a kid and you see that on there, you can like run to this person. They're a trusted individual. But like. Right. All cable installers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just jump in my van. You'd be safe. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like that's why they had it on there. I mean, oh. to like alert, like there's someone you can go to in the neighborhood if you. Did you need. ever notice what McGruff wore a trench coat right in a fedora? Yeah, yeah, like a fucking. Did you ever see the neighborhood watch? Like the logo is a person in a trench coat and a, a fedora. fedora. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Then they, I, I feel like, well, then back when my mom, they would, they were like. Not like reference it to that, like, and you're saying you would go to that person and yada yada yada, and yeah. you'd be safe. Neighborhood watch, isn't that what that sign is for? for what if you watch. went to run up, you were in trouble, and you ran up to a Oceanic Time Warner cable truck, and <laughs> the guy over there had a trench coat and a fedora on, and was like, "What's up, little kid?" <laughs> right. Open the door. Ah! Help me take a bite out. Of, get in the van. Get in the bite van, little kid. I'm gonna take a bite out of something. Get in the van right now. <laughs> oh, easy Pennywise over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I vaguely, I think that's right. I feel like I remember that. I could be wrong. Right. Because even like our friends, when they first started working for like Time Warner and they were cable installers and stuff, they had those logos on their vans. Oh, was yeah. it really? For yeah. real? Yeah. Imagine running Maybe not now. Who owns it now? Spectrum. Maybe not now. Spectrum. They're like very mainline now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe not. You, you run up. Hey, Mr. Trey, help me. It's Chandrick in his fucking yeah, spectrum right. <laughs> <laughs> The wrong person. He's like, oh, I'm going to call somebody to jump in my car. Right, like, uh. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's so mellow. He won't help nobody. Like, they'll just call the cops for you. They're not going to, like, <laughs> yeah, right? offer any, like, Stay right there. emotional support yeah. or, like, comfort you or, like, render CPR. They'll just call the cops. And, like, somebody needs to help this kid. Someone prop his head up with a pillow. He'd be fine. Right? <laughs> Hold your legs up above your head. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. All right, well, should we wrap it up then since we've yes, been going for yes. over two hours? Yeah, that's... You dropped some knowledge system. Hell we yeah. appreciate it, man. That shit Hell flew by. Yeah. It did. It was so fun. Yeah. Sweet. So Sweet. Sh- tell everybody again your Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. Everything. Where they can find you, where your clinic's located. Um, the website to vote, to write your testimony, right? all of that stuff. So um, Malia Cannabis Clinic... That is us. So on almost a lot of our stuff, we're Malie Clinic, TikTok, because you know we always be getting the shadow ban. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. Um, but then MalieCannabisClinic.com, and then also uh, for organizing um, Cannabis Hui, and so we'll put that also links to both of those because it's gonna be so important and. I agree in, you know, making it really accessible and making it easy. So heard and yes. <laughs> right on. That's what's up. Uh, and you, Oahu Garden Supply, 94150, Waipahu, Hawaii, or Leo Street, Waipahu, Hawaii, 96797. Beautiful Waipahu, as we say. And yes. follow me on Instagram, Voices from the Planet, and subscribe to my other podcast. Right on. Right on. Thank you for coming. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Turtle doves. Peace. Peace, guys.